Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Paul. And we're going to challenge you to transform your financial future through the principles of the most profitable business in the world, banking. We believe everyone should be involved in two businesses, the business that you're in and the banking business. Everyday people can replicate what bankers have been doing for centuries to leverage capital and build wealth through private lending. Join us as we uncover the truths about money, expose lies and myths, and flip conventional financial advice on its head. Here we go. And we're back. What's up, Paul? Not much. It's Halloween. Yeah, yeah. We're recording on Halloween. So you guys got big plans? We're going over to one of Anthony's friends' uh, houses and trick or treating over there. I guess. I, I guess I don't. I don't know what we're doing. I know she's cooking, so that's great because she's a good cook. Oh, nice. She's Korean. Oh, a little bulgogi and rice. You know, I don't know what she's making, so I'm excited. But uh, yeah, they're good. They're good people. Our kind. They're our kind of people. If you know what yeah. I mean. Cool. Yeah. I know what you mean. He drives a Hellcat. Oh. Not many Hellcat owners around. Are you guys in a no. little club? You have your own your own Facebook group? Just just he and I. Yeah. 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 Sounds cool. You guys just Close. go out riding next to each other on the weekends. Actually, we're side even by talking, side. Just like rev the exhaust and just talk to each other that way. And the superchargers talk to each other. And yeah. 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 They whine. Yeah. <laughs> Why well, you guys? Do you do uh, yeah. sticking around the neighborhood tonight? Yeah, we'll stay in the hood. We got, I guess there's a cul-de-sac uh, not far from here in the neighborhood where the guy who owns that house every year for Christmas, he he goes all out, like Clark Griswold style, but so much so that he was in magazines and I guess he started a wow. business. So now he decorates other houses and, and companies or businesses around the area. Um, but he does it up big on Halloween too. And I guess that's where all the parents go to hang out and okay. congregate while the kids just go hit the neighborhood. So that's I'm awesome. sure that's what we'll do. <laughs> Luckily, we probably won't have many visitors on our street because there's only like, you know, eight finished houses on our block. So all those kids will probably come by real quick and, oh, man, I don't even have any candy. I just realized that. So Gee whiz. What's going I'm going to have to send the there? kids out early to go get candy and then come back to the house and fill a bucket up for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll do. No, it's good. Yeah. I'll recycle candy. That's right. Like like we recycle money. So That's right. Yeah. Speaking of, we got a uh, a text message uh from a client I'm working with today. He said, uh, just a funny note from um you and Paul's podcast. You talk about opportunities presenting themselves when you're in the right position to accept them. Mere moments after I just emailed him today that he was his policy got approved. He said, just mere moments after that, an old uh, friend of mine that I've sold three loans to messaged me for a cash loan with very favorable terms. Your podcast is literally manifesting opportunities. Look at that. So look at that. I guess we can take credit for that opportunity that came along for him. Yep, but he's good. already in the game doing private loans, but now he can do it in a much better format, put money to work in two places at once. That's right. Very, yeah. very good position. So good for him. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And he was also somebody that uh, through just conversation of, you know, how am I going to, how can I redirect money right now to put towards premium? He had listened to the the episode on tithing and charitable giving. She sure. was like, man, I do that once a year and oh, oh, I can throw that in there as premium, can't I? Yes, I was like, can. yeah, well, it's, you're storing it somewhere. Yep. Right. Where is it? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, 
I, I love when people, once they understand just the mechanics, and maybe that's part of the, the mental block sometimes, is they're like, what, you can do this with whole life insurance? Um, and, you know, I think just boiling it down to, yes, your money can do all the things you want it to do. It's just going to originate from a different location. So instead of pulling it out of savings, you're going to pull it out of your, you're going to leverage it against your cash value, you know, right. cash you're, value you're, asset loan or whatever you want to call exactly. it. Exactly. You're never going to actually pull it out. You're never going to sell that stock, so to speak, and cash mm. in on it and, and put it to work. So that kind of dovetails nicely into mm, a clip we transition. wanted to share. Good transition, Paul. I don't think you even planned that. No. Nope. Um, so we're going to play this clip that uh, I, I saw on LinkedIn this week and I thought it was brilliant. Like, this is great. Um, it's the first time I've ever put Senator Elizabeth Warren and the word brilliant in a sentence together. But what she says is uh, she describes how Jeff Bezos funds his lifestyle. And she she describes it like it's an evil thing to do. Um, right. But yeah, let's let's give this a listen and and then give our thoughts on it. So here we go. Let's look at someone like Jeff Bezos, who is worth a bazillion dollars. He has not paid taxes on all of that wealth. Don't describe it that way. In fact, Jeff Bezos, many years, has either paid nothing in taxes or he's paid about 1%. <laughs> Why? Because his income is very, very small. But he continues to grow his wealth through all of his Amazon stock. And how does he then fund a lifestyle like he does? Not by cashing in Amazon stock, but by borrowing against it. Right now, we have a... Boom. What did she just say? What is? How does Jeff Bezos fund his lifestyle? Well, he ain't selling stock. He's borrowing against it. Holy cow. Where else, have, where else have we heard that? Yeah, Warren Buffett Borrowing against that. it. Yeah. And, but, and which we've talked about on the podcast, right? Yeah. We talked about Warren Buffett a bit. And then at a much lower level, we do that. Yeah. But, you know, we're starting where we are. We're not That's right. the richest man in the world. Um, but we can still do the exact same thing that Jeff Bezos does, which which is just brilliant, right? You're Why would you sell and cash out of an asset that's growing for you and working for you when instead... You could just borrow against it. Somebody's going to give you a loan against that because it's a pretty good bet. And then you use that money. And guess what? What? So hopefully everybody understands this, but if they don't, why is Jeff Bezos paying zero taxes and he can live a lifestyle spending millions of dollars a year doing whatever he wants? Because he's borrowing against that, which are loans ever taxable? They're not. Yeah, it's not considered. It's not income. It's not income because he owes it back plus interest to the bank. But what does he care? His stock is making more money than he's paying in interest to that bank. That's right. And he's and he's not disrupting, you know, whatever compound curve Jeff Bezos is on, he's not interrupting that. Right. Yeah. So it's so funny. She says this like it's such an evil thing to be to borrow against an asset and leverage an asset as opposed to just liquefying it. That's right. You know, we see <clears throat> a certain element in this country just punish, you know, punishing success. And uh, it's, it used to be celebrated. 
you know, I think our grandparents' generation especially, like success was celebrated. But there's always, you know, it's Uncle Uncle Guido wants his cut. And when they can't get their cut so they can redistribute to somebody else who's less productive in the most inefficient manner possible, they get angry. And she's, you know, she's a bitter, angry person. But let's face it. You know, all these, all of our leaders, regardless, you know, they spend a career, they're all wealthy, right? They're all the 1%, all of them. Oh, uh, for they, sure. They come in poor, relatively speaking, and they come and they leave uber wealthy, you know, because of whatever, insider trading and kickbacks and whatever else they're doing. So, yeah, you know, you know, you could pretend that you're the, you know, <laughs> fighting for the middle class and, uh, but you're doing the same thing with your accounts probably. Right. And if you're yeah, not, and, and you can bet if you're if not, then you're foolish because you you should. Yeah, and you can bet if you know her net worth is three million dollars that we know about. There's probably another thirty million somewhere else, <clears throat> Ukraine, that we don't know about. That's but, right. Uh, yeah. So it, it's such a joke, but the fact that people actually believe that that's a that's a terrible thing that Jeff Bezos is doing. What about? Let's say, you know, we have a lot of real estate investors that listen. And even if you're not a real estate investor, you can probably follow this analogy. How many middle Americans, middle-class Americans own a real estate investment property? Maybe just one rental home. You know, I've owned rental homes during my lifetime. Um, I would say a, a lot of people do at one point in their life, right? Sure. Quite a few people do actually. And it'll always kind of surprise you when you, when you talk to them. Like, yeah, I've got a couple of rental properties. And you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. A lot of people do. So when you have a rental property, you have somebody else paying the mortgage for you. So you're building equity using somebody else's money, which is great. You're also hopefully getting appreciation. Like, you know, in the last few years, it's appreciated dramatically. Maybe sure. that it's starting to slow. Who knows? But um, so you've got all that growing. Now the there's two ways you can access that the the equity that you built in that asset just like there's two ways Jeff Bezos can access the equity in his Amazon stock. That's right. Yeah, you could sell that home, that rental property, that investment property and pay all the taxes, give a big giant chunk to Uncle Sam and then you get whatever's left over and then you can go spend it. Or what's a a, a smarter way to access that equity? Well, sure. If you're still in the game and you're not like retiring and don't want to deal with it anymore, go get yourself a, you're likely going to go get yourself a HELOC if, if you can get one, but let's assume in this case, you can go get one. Yeah. yeah. You're going to go leverage that, that equity with the bank and go do something. Maybe go, you know, maybe this is a burst strategy and you'll get another rental or you're going to, I don't know, invest in something else, you know, who knows, do a private loan to somebody else. So, yeah, but yeah, you're going to, equity's dead money. You're going to go get it. And it's, leveraged money so there's no tax because you didn't sell the asset it's it's right. the way things are done and good exactly and it's things middle class america does just like that you know the the point zero 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 one percent of the one percent does right um we we know i think inherently almost it makes a lot more sense to leverage an asset than to sell it liquid you know liquefy it and uh and pay all the taxes that that the tax man's going to want for it. Yep. I have a I have a coworker or had a coworker. He moved on to a different job, but a little bit older guy, you know, 50 I think he's 56, been in the army a long time, like approaching 40 years. His whole his whole life he was enlisted first and an officer and now he's a lieutenant colonel, but he 
he has done you know the thing to do where a lot of people in the military do is they'll buy a place everywhere they've ever been and so you know he's got eight eight doors eight rental properties they're all paid off wow they've all got tenants so it's just pure cash flow for him and uh you know i enjoyed our discussions just talking about it with him he's like paul i just i never sell them they appreciate i got cash flow i got tax incentives it's and you know a guy who figured it out you know from humble beginnings right this guy's a and you know from from the tropics you know he's you know very humble beginnings and uh he's probably one of the wealthiest lieutenant colonels in the army yeah that's great and he probably doesn't live that kind of wealthy lifestyle no you know, that, he lives a very modest lifestyle his truck yeah. is 12 years old um yeah so great so the average person can do that just like the average person can do infinite banking because yeah. if if you watch that clip again and we'll we'll post this clip in the in the show notes so you can watch the full thing it's with a, a billionaire um ken ken langone who i think i guess started home depot you know he's a the home depot billionaire yeah he might be kind of on our side too yeah he's interesting because he was talking at the beginning of that interview I, I encourage everybody go in and watch this it's like a five minute clip but it's it's really eye-opening he's like he was asking her he's like why are you still sending me a social security check you're sending me four grand every month and you're sending my wife a thousand dollars every month i'm a billionaire i don't need that money but you're sending it to me like why don't you start there instead of now wanting to tax you know people for unrealized income or anything like oh, that oh my goodness right i forgot you know? she was one of the ones behind that brilliant idea oh my goodness yeah or or yeah taxing corporations for their profits guess what corporations can minimize their profits almost nothing if they want to yeah and they do and they will they they, they do right and it's pretty pretty easy and gosh operate within the environment control the environment well like they can't really control the environment because the environment's been written for them through the tax code but they can they can live within the environment learn how to adapt to the environment and therefore take advantage and if yeah. if it's not if it's not you know this fair share argument what what is that what is yeah. your fair share dave of the ta of the tax burden right it, like if you just print the money it should be zero i could just print yeah all the money i need so why do i have to pay tax anyway all i know is my right. fair share is less than what you should be paying right that's the mentality everybody right. else should be paying their fair share not me that's right of yeah of course but yeah the fact is those corporations the top one percent doesn't matter what you say or what what rules you put in into force they're they have the resources to to not have to pay that to not pay those taxes they'll find another way around it legally through the tax code which yep. is written by the very senator that was speaking out against it so they never well, put the blame on them no, right they're course. the ones that wrote it yet they blame us <clears throat> for using it in accordance with the way they write it you know you you know we spend so much of taxpayer money on on wasteful things right uh you know i that's one example of you know why you're giving these people social security when they don't need it uh not that you should punish success you know that's an earned right because you did pay into the system right but st still it's a good point start there instead of uh but this you know it's just disgusting anyway yeah uh, but yeah 
you know, another thing she goes on to say in there talking about how, you know, the, the, the top, the very top of the wealth pyramid, those people never get captured in the, in the, the tax code. And it's the middle class that really pays the burden. And I will say the middle class bears the burden because that's the way the tax code is written. Middle class doesn't have the resources to, to yeah, shelter their money in that right. way. It's, you know, it's employees who pay, who pay taxes, right? You know, if you read, I encourage you to read Kiyosaki folks, um, it was cash flow quadrant or, um, one of the ones where he talks about, you know, the, you know, the business owner, the employee, the whatever, and you right. want to be the, right. And so employees like me, I'm an employee of the United States army. I pay, I pay all the tax because I, I can't avoid it. You know, the, so, you know, you got to figure out, interpret that tax code. That's why we have so many folks that uh, invest in real estate and become millionaires through real estate because in a certain type of real estate, typically commercial. Um, right. Uh, is very advantageous. Uh, and it has been for the last several years. It has been for a long time for the Kiyosakis of the world or the Trumps or, you know, whatever other names there are, um, where it's like, oh, you didn't pay any income tax. Well, right. I had depreciation. I had write-offs. Yeah, depreciation. I had, yep, I had other losses. I had maintenance. I had, you know, name your deduction. And right. I had it. Um, yeah. I had the Augusta rule. Yeah. You know? so, just following the rules. That's As right. they're written, right? It's just the that's way. That's right. All right. Sorry. Some of the, the family just showed back up. I thought I had a quiet house, but apparently I don't. I can't hear a thing. I know you were going in and out of mute. That was pretty pretty skillful there. Yeah, I try. So if you're watching, you can see me yelling uh, on mute. <laughs> so what I've done, and we don't have, I mean, I don't know how many people watch on YouTube. A few people do because there's a lot of comments out there. But I'll, I, I do, I'll do this oh, and yeah. I'll yell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems to work. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe I'll do that. I'll, I'll be a little more sly about it, like, like a football coach hiding their mouth when they're Talking. Oh I don't know why God. they do that. Who's it's, reading lips trying to figure out your plays? Plus, I don't know. There's the a, way they name those plays, you have no idea what somebody's running, even if you know what the play call is. Give me a break. God, I don't even watch it anymore. It's getting so boring. It it is. I've actually stopped caring, and and I'm a Chiefs fan, man. And you know, when you watch a Chiefs game and it turns into a Taylor Swift concert, it kind of turns me off the football altogether. So I'm yeah, I'm pretty I, much done with it. I'm unfortunately, yeah, I I don't care anymore. And I grew up a really avid sports fan i just can't i just i don't know whatever yeah. <clears throat> yeah it's we watch our kids play yeah yeah that's a lot more fun actually um so back to what okay back to this video what i want to tell everybody watch that video and anytime um senator idiot i mean senator warren says amazon stock replace that word with that phrase with cash value. Right. That's exactly what we're doing with this concept is you're putting your, paying your premiums. It becomes cash value, right? That cash value grows uninterrupted. As long as you don't interrupt it, only you can interrupt it. By yeah, the company's with, not going to interrupt it. Yeah, the company's not going to, but you could withdraw the cash value. That's your right. And you could do that and you won't pay any interest on a loan or anything like that. But why would you withdraw that? That's the same as Jeff Bezos withdrawing his Amazon or selling his Amazon stock. That's right. Instead of keeping it in there, keep it working, 
compounding uninterrupted for the rest of your life till the day you die and leveraging yep. it for a loan. Best yep. of both worlds. Now you got money working in two places at once. Yeah. And we've talked about it on several episodes, you know, the, the passive income benefits later in life that you can take off policies without paying income tax from, you know, state level, federal, doesn't, doesn't matter, um, is tremendous. Uh, and Nelson talks about that in the book, although he illustrates different ways to do it. He doesn't illustrate using loans, but he's an addendum where he says, I would use loans. So folks, it's, you know, put you in a tremendous advantage. Um, I was listening to some of our friends on their podcast today, and they were talking about, uh, you know, qualified plan money. And, you know, really, if you think about it, if you're a young person just out of college, you know, 22 years old, you start putting money in your company's 401k, you know, it's, you know, it's 38 years, basically, you know, call it 40 years, really, before you can touch that money without, it's kind of like in a penalty box. And now people, oh, Irish rule 72 T, Paul. Yeah, nobody does that. Nobody does that. Despite yeah. our encourage, well, not encouragement, but despite at least advertising it to people like, hey, you could do this. But anyway, but you're putting your money in a penalty box, right? And that's why you're not looking for opportunity. And that's, you know, that's why another episode we had, Dave, was, you know, IBC is freedom. You know, a financially stable populace. You know, there's a trillion dollars of credit card debt right now. A trillion dollars. Wow. And, uh, you know, rates just went up, right? So the top tier credit card rate is probably 29%. Like, I think that's legally the highest they can go, right? Like 29.99. So. Yeah. Because yeah, 30% yeah, is usury. 30%. But 29.99 is not usury. It's, I mean, it's ridiculous, right? Yeah. So, um, again, just take a step back and think. Think about the process. Think about the product and how you can use it. Uh, uninterrupted growth of your money for life. That yeah. makes you, an, well, an unknown amount, really, depending on the premium you're paying. But it's going to make you wealthier. It, it's going believe to believe it or not, it's going to yeah. make you wealthier. It's going to improve your overall financial picture. Yeah, hands down. Oh gosh, what a way to live! And and make the, everything so much easier. You were talking, we were talking before this of uh, the mortgage process. I mean, with you oh. building a house and all that, and trying to get that done, <laughs> and and compare that to if you had the, all that equity built up in in cash value. How much different would that process be? Life would be life would be better. I was talking to the guy at work the other day, and I was like, "Man, if all the money I'd paid into the four hundred one k, the TSP for the military and IRA money as well, had that all been paid as as dividend paying whole life insurance premium, heck, even if it were all base, it would still look great." You know, twenty one years you know later, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, structure for IBC with some PUA rider in there would have been, I mean, just fantastic. And yeah, so that mortgage process, right? Like I've I guess given all the documents they've asked for thus far, and I've done this, you know, a dozen times probably at this point in my life, so I'm not like an amateur. Uh, I've got folders galore, you know, from every single mortgage I've gone through. But uh, I don't know what's going on. Either this is going to be the easiest loan I've ever done, and they're just like, yeah, great, Paul, good, you know, looking good, approved. Here's your construction loan. Or mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for the underwriter to come back with, I need these 50 things. You know, you moved a dollar yesterday and I need to know why you did that. Uh, right. Anyway, you know what? So, Yeah. And, and imagine and you have great credit score, great financials. Yeah. No, yeah. you know, only the only commercial debt you have is the commercial debt you, you choose you to have. have. That's right. right? Yeah. Um, so 
imagine what this is like for somebody not in that situation. Somebody with a a worse financial picture, how much of a pain this is. The the well, fact is, I, yeah. Even even if a bank knows right from the start they're not going to approve you, they're still going to go through the process with you so they can collect all your information. Oh, of course. That's the sad part because now now they got all your info. Yep. So um beware of that. Uh but yeah, and so comparing that to if you had been doing what you said and instead of funding that TSP and everything else, putting that money into dividend paying whole life insurance properly structured, how much cash would you have access to right now? And how easy would that be to do this loan process and work with a builder? If he if he didn't have to work with a bank and you said, I'm paying cash, I wonder how much easier and better deal you could even get with a builder at that point. It would right. And that's you know, it's um it's the you know that strength, you know, being in a position of strength in anything that we do in the financial world, whether we're buying something, building something, financing something, it's just, uh, it would be, it would be completely different, right? Because I burn, you know, you burn minutes, which turn into hours, which turn into days, really, over your whole life of just collecting documents, downloading bank statements, sending mm-hmm. down, you know, turning them into a PDF, sending them to the bank, you know, to the underwriter or to the loan officer or whatever. And it's just... And I've I hate it. I really do. It's so easy. I log into a policy, request the money. Here it comes. If I need a little bit more, there's a separate form. I fill it out, bing, bang, boom, scan it in. And I've got the I've got the cash in my bank a few days later, ready to do what I needed to do. And it's just I can't wait to get to that point. I, I know, you know, if we're still doing this when that when that occurs, that's gonna be a great that's gonna be a great episode because we're gonna get into detail of, you know, what we did. Right. Yeah. Nelson said, what does he say? It takes about 20 years to completely get out of that system and and become 100% self-financed. That's right. So 20 years is not a short time, folks. But if you think about it, look back to 20 years ago. I mean, how old were you 20 years ago and how fast did that 20 years go? It blew by, man. I was in flight school still. Yeah. I just graduated college. So. Yeah, it, it's it it flies. It is it has flown by, and it's a it's a it's a, it's a blink of an eye. And um, but yeah, I didn't know what was going on back then, though, did I? Yeah, but had you started then, or you could start now, the next best time. And uh, twenty years from now, you could be completely free, and 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 your family could be completely free. It's not just you. Your kids. That's right. That's the idea. We want to meet our own needs, right, as a family. And then we also want to meet other people's needs. And that's what Nelson also talks about later, right? Is after you meet your needs, you're going to meet other people's needs. Just like just right. like you started your own bank. Just easier. Yeah, exactly. And guaranteed. So, and guaranteed, baby. Yeah. What's that worth? I don't know. To me, it's a lot, especially as I get older. Yeah, there's not too many guarantees in life anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. They always said death and taxes, but uh, let's add a third death taxes and whole life insurance. Yeah. It's there when you die, not if you die. Yep. <laughs> nice. Um, well, all right, man. So, yeah, I, I think that clip really highlights um, exactly what we do and what we preach. Some people can do it on a bigger level, like Jeff Bezos. And do it on the the level of billions of dollars. 
worth of stock. Others of us, not so fortunate, uh, can still do it on the level that we're at. You know, we start where we're at and we build from there. But we're doing the exact same thing, building wealth the same way that the billionaires continue to build wealth. I got nothing else to add to that, Dave. Brilliant. All right. Good deal. Well, hey, you guys, uh, I guess it, it's a week past Halloween by now. But, Paul, you guys have fun tonight. Be safe. Get a lot of candy. And uh, we'll do the same. Uh, pick out. What do you usually steal from their, their bag? You know what I've been going for lately is milk duds. Not a lot of kids like them. I've always liked milk duds. I hate them. They get stuck in your teeth. You can never get them out. It's the candy that keeps on giving for hours. Right. I mean, a couple hours later, you'll get a piece of caramel and a molar back there. And it's, yeah, you're like, oh, you know, you're like, oh, great. That's great. But I like, you know, I'm a, you know, I like Twix. I like, uh, I like Kit Kats, but I like Kit Kats frozen. And I like Reese's, the little peanut butter cups. I like those frozen as well. Yeah. So I'll get some like, like a glass of milk and I'll just grab a couple of Kit Kats and I'll just, I have to have the, you know, an exact milk to Kit Kat or, or chocolate ratio. So plain Hershey bars too. Love those. You sound like but such a fan. Anyway, how about you? You like, well, you're a big Twizzler guy. Yeah, but I don't like the little package ones. They kind of taste like plastic. I'm not a fan of those. They so, might, they actually might be plastic. They might be plastic. I yeah. might have been eating plastic my entire life. I like Starburst uh, too, the original. Uh, Starburst. Is that how you say it in Massachusetts? Starbursts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I uh I just take it when they're not looking, crunch it up, put it in the ice cream. That's a nice little yeah. snack. Also do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, hope you enjoyed everybody. And uh we'll see you next week. Until then, control your capital. Or somebody else will. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to have a conversation with us to see how you can become your own banker, or if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to tackle on a future episode, please send us an email to David and Paul at theibcguys.com. And subscribe and leave us a review if you're on Apple. Follow and leave us a five-star review if you're on Spotify. And please share this with your friends. We'll see you next week.